0: can't go on. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th of June 2013. For newcomers, please make sure that you you make good use of the website CuttingThroughMatrix.com. Lots of audios for download for free, and you can go through the history of the system you're living in to find out how it all happened. If you're really interested. Most folk aren't because they think it's all real and they accept it the way it is. And uh, but for those who want to find out what's been happening and how we came to this system, awfully, it's not just a technocracy. It's a scientific turn in a sense because a different class of people emerged a long time ago, uh, all paid for by their uh, benefactors, those who ruled the world a hundred years ago because they were the world bankers at the time and they got the, the academics underneath them to eventually bring up a system with thousands of think tanks which they have under the guise of foundations that fund them all and private foundations and they would comprise a parallel government and they did and it's still here today. And with with the private organisations like the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations and many others, all the big foundations, they run the world. They they pay for all the thousands of non governmental organizations out there that, that lobby government for law changes and the government receives them very happily because it's all part of the game, you see and it changed radically the whole existing law structure and, and the way that you live, to the societal structure as well. So help yourself to see how it all happened, the ones behind it, they're still at it yet, of course, and to give you a thing called democracy to make you to believe in, where you can vote every four or five years, and that's how they keep you from rebelling, basically. Quite simple, but uh, they dreamed up a long time ago, big money, big men, and lots of uh, foundations underneath their belts to under, and all classified too as tax-free charitable foundations and philanthropic organisations. Philanthropy technically is there to supposedly help the world through generosity. People who've made it in the world, like Bill Gates, who suddenly come up with the same agenda as all the other ones in the foundations. It just must happen to you when you hit a magic number of dollars, and all you see the light and you get downloaded with the same program. It's always the same program, never a different one. It's always the same program of running the world by those who think that they should. So anyway, help hope you set the website. Remember to you bring me to you. You can help me uh, take along here by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughmedics.com where I go through the art of this chronology and show you how it's been used for thousands of years and how real reality is created for you all the time. Most folk don't live in reality at all. They're, they're brought up in fiction and they get bits of reality and then they mix the two together and they can't really tell the difference anymore. That's why it's so easy to to manipulate them so easily. So anyway, you can buy the books in a dish, remember, from the US to Canada using personal checks still, or you can use international postal money orders from the, from the US to Canada, from the post office. You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union Moneygram and PayPal. Straight donations are seriously welcome because, I mean, everything as you know is going up in price. Everything just to survive, basic survival is, is skyrocketing as all currencies are being devalued. And they call it quantitative easing. And of course it's just devaluation of your currency. Because that was a big plan even before they collapsed the banks. How did we bring in the public into austerity? It, was, it would be time to do it around 2008 or so. And so, and probably a plan about 50 years before that. Uh, and this is how they started off. The banks lost nothing. We bailed them all out. and actually more than they ever had before. And they're doing awfully, awfully well as they work under the Bank for International Settlements, again a private organisation that runs the World Bank and all the central banks of the world, and it was set up too by the CFR, Royal Union of International Affairs, private organisations. None of the public have never, ever ever had a vote or a say in the big institutions that run our world, our lives, our very lives in fact, and we think this is normal. That's quite something, isn't it? Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix talking about the big system. What a system it is, though, isn't it? It's everything. It's everything that you think you know. It's your opinions, too, and you don't even know how you got to them. You think you've been really informed about every aspect of any particular topic, but you haven't, of course, especially through your schooling. And even up the internet, too, you've got to be awfully careful because there's so many different groups with different spins on the same stories. And you have to go behind all that to find out, well, who benefits at the end of the, if this becomes law, that becomes law, or whatever it happens to be. And then you have other ones. That, this is an old, old dodge that the elites uh, dreamed up a long time ago when they said, well, how are we going to keep our, our, our power if they bring in a form of democracy? Well, we'll give them democracy. At least they'll think they have democracy. And we'll give them all the left-wing organizations and the right-wing organizations to make them think that they'll actually run it. It's, it's quite a good con. It really does work awfully simply well. All the time. And people never, never learn because devils get so sick of the bunch that are in, they vote them out. That's how it all works. And you think, well, anybody's better than the last bunch and, and, until they're in, of course. And the same agenda continues. It doesn't matter what wing they claim that they're on. It's the same bird, you see. Same body. And the, the agenda goes on. And it was, it's interesting, too, that when you look at the writings of the U.S. American founding Fathers and Jefferson said it, too, and you see a continuation, a continuation of a policy and agenda, between changes of the house, meaning the representatives, and it's the same agenda going through. You know that you're under tyranny. You're un- you've taken over. It's taken over. No, then they all knew this stuff because they had better education back in those days. They didn't have GM food. Didn't watch television to get brainwashed. And, and then of course, the education that they had was was a really you know strict basic education and language, reason, logic, and so on, which is absent today. In fact, there's more fantasy encouraged today than logic. And folk love it, it's addictive, you see Understand everything that's a normal trait, a natural trait in humanity is used by those who know how to use it against you And mankind's always wanted a bit of escapism because life was never that great It's like Charles Galton Darwin says, there's always been slavery in one form or another He says, and we are in the process of creating a, a new, more perfected form of slavery This is what we're in today, it's a perfected form And so in ancient times, they'd like to get away from their their slavery and so on. And they'd give them little plays and little storytellers, a really good storyteller could travel the ancient world telling stories and, and earn a good living back in those days. The Greeks, especially even in the Roman Empire, the Greeks were, were brought into their courts and so on, they give good, nice stories and spin their fantasy. And the folk loved it because we need that little bit of escapism. But when you cannot cross, stop it actually, put the border down and say, well that's enough escapism for today, a big army reality, you're in trouble. People can't today because the fiction actually merges with the reality. And then you get all the other different uh, groups out there that are funded by the big boys that have thought of all these things, who will give you people front men basically, who'll come out and tell you all weird kind of things about the, what's happening in the world to as is is led by you know walking walking alligators that drink blood. And the weird crowns on their head. Stuff like that. And they mix it with all the, the natural stuff, which is the basic facts of what's happening. So that when you talk about the basic facts, you're lumped in with the, with the guys who think that, you know, that royalty's sucking the blood of folk after turning into reptiles. I mean, this is how crazy it gets. Crazy. See, that's counterintelligence. That's what that's called, folks. You counter Intelligence, intelligence is the basic facts. But then you, you ridicule it. And then of course when you come up with the basic fact, you're ridiculed along with the rest of them, or it's Bigfoot or something else. And they've done many polls, and they published one a few months ago, in the mainstream to show you that so many folk are falling for all this stuff, and they've got everything mixed up, 9-11, you name it, with, with uh, the Queen Mother drinking, you know, the blood of the children and stuff, after she turns into a reptile. And she's all kind of scaly and stuff. I thought it was just the measles myself. But anyway, that's what you'd get in this. They thought of everything at the top. And then you get the right-wing groups pushing for right-wing things, which are all controlled, and the left-wing groups too. And they all have little good tidbits of information about things, but you've got to understand what they have in mind as well. Remember, all the left-wing groups, especially the ones that are funded by governments, and they also have non-governmental organization status. Now, to get non-organizational status or charitable status in Canada and all the countries under the United Nations... Because I sign the treaties on all this. You must promise that your group is for radical change. Now what is radical change? Radical change was a communist manifesto. Still is, you see. Destruction of the family unit and all the rest of it, all the way down. And that's what, it, what it's about. They call it fairness for everything. Well, how can it be fair when other folk are getting destroyed by it? It's not fair at all, is it? But anyway, this is at global research, for instance, I mean, they put some good stuff out, but it tells you on it, world socialist website. For those who want to understand what world socialism is, look at Tony Blair. Do you think he's a socialist? Some folk think he's even a Roman Catholic. That guy can turn into anything he wants to be. So can his wife. Look at her history. goes all the way back to the John Wilkes Booth. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Just international revolutionaries, they're always continuing on in the same... Mind you, the awfully Rich doing it too. It's not done out of charity, believe you me. Anyway, it says here in this article, police state Canada Harper, government enacts law threatening mass protesters with 10-year jail terms. So legislation that gives the Canadian state draconian and arbitrary powers to suppress protests became law last week after approval from the Conservative Party-dominated federal parliament. And it says Bill C-309 is called the Preventing Persons from Concealing Their Identities During Riots and Unlawful Assemblies Act makes it a crime punishable by a 10-year prison term to incite a riot while wearing a mask or any face covering, including face paint. Now in Canada, we're very liberal here, and they've had little, you know, almost riots here with people who dress up as the opposite gender, wearing wigs and face paint and everything. Will that include that? I mean, will it include them? Will it? I mean, come on here. I'm i being serious. Or why don't the writers in the future all dress up like that? And then they can sue the government if they arrest them. You understand, you're to start thinking here too. Because it all becomes farcical. Oh, it It does. Anyway, someone who merely participates in a riot or in an unlawful assembly with their face covered can, under the law, be deemed to have committed an indictable criminal offence and jailed for up to five years. These new offences are in addition to the existing criminal code offences of participating in a riot and participating in an unlawful assembly. Unlawful, that means you haven't got a licence to, to, to demonstrate. Persons convicted of the former can be jailed for a maximum of two years, while the latter is considered to be amongst the lower tier of criminal offences, known as summary offences, which carry a maximum six-month jail term. Under Canadian law, uh, police and other authorities have very broad powers to illegalise protests by declaring them unlawful assemblies. The Criminal Code describes an unlawful assembly as a gathering that causes people to fear on reasonable grounds that it will disturb the peace tumultuously or provoke others to do so. During last year's six-month-long Quebec student strike, police declared numerous protests, unlawful assemblies, then violently set about dispersing the crowd with tear gas, baton charges and mass arrests. In response to the tear gas, many demonstrators covered their faces with handkerchiefs. Had the new law been their force, they could potentially have been charged with concealing their identities and targeted for punitive jail terms up to five years. And critics of the new law have rightly condemned it as a flagrant attack on the right to free speech. Well, how can you talk in free speech if you're being gassed? I mean, it takes you to breathe, whether you're wearing a handkerchief or not. I mean, really, you'd have to wear the same stuff that the cops are wearing, obviously, not not to asphyxiate yourself. Masks and face paint have been used for centuries to make political points And there are many reasons including fear of victimisation by employers That can cause protesters to choose to conceal their faces Police it need be added have subjected political protests to blanket surveillance for years Actually it's forever Systematically photographing and videotaping demonstrations All British Commonwealth countries have done that since even before the 60s Mass uh, surveilling and photographing of everybody in, in the demonstrations, and they do find out. Even back then, they found out who every single person was. Because you really, you're not, you've never had democracy. You've really been under a spy government. It says, moreover, there's a long history of police instigating violence at demonstrations through pro- provocative crowd control tactics and the use of agent provocateurs. So they found a bunch in Quebec in a previous time at one of the big world meetings that was there for globalism. And, and they all had these same military boots on too when they caught these guys. But yeah, they were sent in to, 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 to start, the, the smashing the windows, stuff and all the rest of it. Which of course, against the counterintelligence, it, it, it falls off in the ones who are just there to simply demonstrate peaceably. Just as I say, counterintelligence means you counter the intelligence. And that's why you put out the fake ones out there that they pretend they're you and they speak all the right things, but then they mix it with stuff from outer space. Well, and it says Bill, Bill C0309 began as a private member's bill. Only really do such bills become law, but the Conservative government chose to make it a legislative priority. Wouldn't matter, because whatever government comes next, it probably won't be Conservative, will carry it on. Because it says only one agenda. The same people own the country, regardless, and it's owned. Canada's owned. Every country's owned. Uh, by the same people. And they keep, uh, as, as I said, you know, Changing the House, as I say, or the Congress, or the Legislative Assembly, and the same idea, the politicians, and the same agenda goes forward. Look through all the United Nations agreements, one after another, different changes in, in, in the government, and it's the same agenda. Sign, 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 sign. All, all, never say no. That's it. Also tonight, too, will put a, a, a link to, to Richard Dawkins. Uh, I call it Waiting for Doggod. And attempts to, it says, meme it says, via Sachi and Sachi. In other words, he wants to get up there in the star case. And, I don't know if you know that, so that the guys that the Unabomber talks about, because he was, I a remember, a university professor, and he mixed with some of the guys who were, were in the role of creating uh, idol worship or stardom for scientists. Do you understand they do that too? So that you'll listen to these guys as being somehow more superior to you, the, and whatever their opinions are, you, you'll take them to heart and follow it. He worked with the guys. I've, I've put the links up before where you hear, hear these actual guys talking about uh, how they do it. They still do it yet. One of them's still in the business of creating stars, using the same uh, m- machinery for rock stars. And you see a person who then has, a, has that kind of a credence in your eyes, and uh, promoted by the media, whatever you say about any topic at all, you'll say, well, he must be smarter than we are, so I guess he's right. That's how they did it with Einstein, too. All he did was talk about globalism. N- not the stuff he supposedly discovered. Back with more after this. Mm-hmm. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the meetings, talking about reality and so on. And how, obviously, there's nothing you missed. Remember, I always get back to Bernays, Edward Bernays, who really created the American Consumer Society and many other things beyond. He worked with many governments done in the different presidents, including how to get war set up and all the rest of it, and how to con the public and use propaganda to its maximum effect, and uh, and even got war started himself to, to save his own uh, accounts, with certain big, big producers of food in, in Latin America. He used the U.S. military to go down and, and kick out the, the democratic, elected government, call them communists, but they weren't. But that, this is how things really happen in the world, but getting back now to how they create stars out of things, uh, and um, you can pick up anybody and create a star. Straight and Crooked Thinking is a good book to, to start with, to show you, you can pick a, a guy on in, in a, in a soapbox in Hyde Park in London, uh, who's a tramp, basically, a vagrant. And there's lots of them that would do that. And they'd get there and they'd, and they'd rant away. And some of their talks are quite nice, actually. And fuck with would jeez et etc., because they're a tramp and, and have a good laugh. But you dress, dress the guy up with a tux the whole bit and promote him through the media as being some, some genius, etc., and, and give him a fake background, put him up there, and, he, and thousands and thousands of will pay big money to come into some big theatre to listen to the guy talk. And then they'll all have great write-ups about him. That's how simple it is to con the general public. It's all perception management. And of course, I've mentioned to do with this, this article, Richard Dawkins. I mean, Dawkins has, has got his agenda. It's not his agenda, by the way. He's just a little worker of it. It's a big agenda. And it's important that he gets it through for the big boys. So that you're even easier to manage. And you can break all concepts that were concepts of survival. They must be destroyed. Once you're all dysfunctional, then government has more and more control handling all the fallout. And that's why you have all these agencies in government now. And alcoholism and drug addiction. And, and, and children getting whacked off their parents is taken away, and, and all this, all the rest of it, and, and permanent un, unemployed classes. They can't. They're actually classes unemployable because of the addictions and various things. That's how you control society. You dominate it. Can't, how to dominate a society where every little family is either self-sufficient or at least self sufficiency in their thinking processes with their brains functioning. So you're giving your stars, and you're getting back to the Creighton stars, and, and uh, if you go into, I'll put it up again tonight, you can find it in my archive section at cutink it, it was about the unibomber and it was a documentary, excellent documentary about stuff you didn't know, and it's called The Net, and uh, it goes through how even they set up the Grateful Dead band, so they put them out there with these scientists, by the way. Uh, they're all scientists to do with psychology and the mind and so on. And uh, they traveled with them and they, they threw out bags of LSD and different drugs because it, it was legal initially. And to get the people started, to get it all started and really studied them. And they came out too with scientists who were getting big uh, money, government funding and funding also from foundations to start the whole psychedelic era. And they even put the big money into creating um, the strobe lighting and stuff for dance halls, so they can really trip out on their drugs and really go to town. All that stuff was created by not not by people at the bottom street level. That was all created by people at the top: CIA, uh, MI6, Mossad, and all the rest of it. But they create the stars, you see, and they they go through the process because as I say one of the guys in this this Arctic this this net they call it the net. Uh, he actually still is in the business of creating stars from people that you're supposed to listen, listen to and your, give your mind over to. and I'll take his opinion. He's a clever guy. So simple, eh? Anyway, back to Richard Dawkins. There's another one. And it says here, this is a term, though, for, because you know the, the whole thing is, he came out with his 1976 book on evolution, Mr. Dawkins. This is the selfish gene it was called. It says originally the term referred to ideas or behaviors that propagate within a culture analogous uh, with how genes spread within a gene pool. Now everybody lauds it, and it's still lauded today. But you can take that concept and say, well, if you're just a product to your genes and, and what you do, including your criminal activity, how about the bankers? You could go to town on that one, couldn't you? And you get almost a protest. But it's okay if he says it, you see, because he's, he's, he's pointing you to think to other people. The term, though, has been hijacked in recent years, settling into a new life referring to internet memes. Cultural, and by, he got the meme too. He, the meme is me-me, the me generation. That's where it came from. And it says, cultural touchstones spread rapidly across the web. Now a video created for Satchi and Satchi in Cannes. Dawkins has attempted to become a meme himself, or at least has an attempt at memedom thrust upon him. He describes a showcase theatrical piece. The nine-minute video begins with a short lecture by Dawkins on natural selection. He says the world is divided into things that look designed like birds and aeroplane liners and things that don't, rocks and mountains. Things that look designed are further divided into those that are really designed, such as submarines and tin openers, and those that aren't designed but look that way because they result from Darwinian natural selection, such as sharks and hedgehogs. He continues to outline the concept of memes, describing them as anything that spreads by imitation. Now, there's another concept to this, understand, because you can make anything a f- not, not just a fad. Uh, it's a bit beyond that. It's a must-be. A must-be is something that like the CFR has, comes from foreign nations, Institute of International Affairs, the World Bank, things that they all own. And the they own the United Nations, who set it up, by the way. And and something must be it's, it's down to a timetable. This must be implemented by so and so. This must be implemented by so and so. They did it with abortion issues, and and, and uh, the so-called free love scene that they brought out in the 60s. They tried. They had tried before when they were still called different groups in the late 1800s. H. G. Wells first wrote and promoted uh, so-called free love in the late 1800s. But they didn't have the abortion claims so on, there goes a lot of fallout. A lot of children were born, and ended up in, in, in a terrible, terrible Dickensian-type uh, foster homes, or, or else in, in homes where they'd be massively abused, and so on. So they, they, they brought it back in the 20s and 30s, but because cause then they brought in prohibition for the for the booze industry to make sure that a few people could then own the new booze system, which they did. The Bronfmans made their money off it and they made it sexy to be in a booze can. You know, oh, it's illegal, ooh. Anything you make illegal, the youngsters will flock to it. And they did, and they found out all these alcoholics afterwards. But once again, and they brought the minuscule in too in the 20s and 30s. But again, they got lots of renal diseases, no penicillin, and they had backstreet abortionists. So they brought it back in the 60s once they created the pill. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix, talking about Dawkins. I think everybody knows about Dawkins, because, again, he's been elevated to star status from nothing, really. But uh, getting back to uh, something about of the Unabomber and that that uh, that documentary I put up tonight, too, or uh, called the Net, excellent movie. However, uh, however, it's been taken off or has been it's been uh, censored or whatever. Bits taken out of it because they go through John Brockman. Brockman was a guy who was assigned long ago and he still works at it yeah, of creating stars that people will listen to. If you have a group or anything that's, that's a threat to government, you can be a star out of the person you put up as the person who's going to lead the opposition, the ones that you, that's going to, you know, so you put them in. That's how you do it. That's what even the CIA does, things like that, you see. And of course they're all connected because they all work together, if not, if not even the same thing, actually. I think it's the same thing, personally, there's a lot of evidence there. But that's how they do it. So, I mean, don't wait for a, a hero to arise for the people and supply them instead and keep them going round in circles forever. Also put up tonight all these all these links I'll put up tonight. Remember at dot com. Now the U.S. Supreme Court in historic rulings on same gender marriage. It says this is BBC and they go on about it too as a big big victory for something and it says that the Supreme Court has struck down a law denying federal benefits to gay couples and cleared the way for same sex marriage in California and so on and so on and they, they go through that etc etc etc. Now I'll put that up but. Another one too is to do with the mind. The mind's awfully important. I mean, look at the brain project i've mentioned many times obama's put uh, kicked off it off with uh, millions and millions of dollars to literally map the whole mind, not just the mind but what the person thinks. Well, this bit's flashing in the neurons and this what, this part of the brain and that part of the brain what's connected and so on. If you understand it, and they also gave big grants to, to the European Union, and they put money in too, because they're all in it together japan's involved all the countries are involved because they're all we're all global, you see. And they'll get their cash from the same, the same uh, sources on the same agendas. There's no such thing as as antagonists in this world, except the ones that don't belong to the World Bank and have privatized central banks that the countries in the Middle East have been bombing for years. So everybody's going to be standardized. So it says here, tag team threat recognition technology incorporates mind and machine. Now, DARPA, which is the US defense bunch at the top, uh, the ones who always put the ones that links up, uh, we we're, we're helped a paraplegic by putting a brain chip in them, and now we can email, uh, just by thinking to someone. Once in a while, can, it works, you see. And, and you're taught, well that's what, that's wonderful, the guys who make up all the, all, all this warfare machinery that slaughters folks remotely and stuff, uh, uh, they're really there to help us all, you know. What, what a weird melds we have in our brains, eh? By the the indoctrination process But anyway, it says For war fighters operating in the field The ability to detect threats from standoff distances can be life-saving when advanced radar and drone coverage is not available, warfighters typically rely on their own vision to scan their surroundings. Scanning with, over a wide area, though, is challenging, etc., etc. Current technology, like binoculars, cameras, portable radars can help improve visibility, but it's not everything. It says DAP has launched a Cognitive Technology Threat Warning System as they move the, the, the soldiers further into the cyborg, which is always... they, they published many articles in Jane's Magazine and all the other ones for over years on this stuff. And it says... Um, they came out, in, this program came out in 2008 with the goal of maximizing warfighters' awareness of their surroundings by developing manned portable visual threat detection devices. And they, they go through some of them that gives you a, a far better field of view and so on. And then it says DARPA set up to solve a common challenge for forward troops. How can you reliably detect potential threats and target some interests without making it a resource drain? I like how they, they call it a resource drain, eh? The the prototype system has demonstrated an extremely low false alarm, a detection rate in the low 90s, all while reducing the load on the operator. In other words, they've got a whole system there that tells them when to kill people. And it throws me back to an old movie that came out, again, predictive programming. That's how you predict, you, 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 things are normal and progressing normally by all the fiction that you watch, because that's, that's where they put it all. And it was, it was, I think it was called Blue Thunder. About an advanced helicopter to go over cities, they could see through the walls like they can today. The it was back in the 70s, and and they could kill off folk in, in a crowd, almost selectively, with a with a with a a, a, a false kill rate. other words, people who were just bystanders, about 10%, which was acceptable. Well, this article is about the same kind of thing, and so they're reducing the 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 the, the slaughter that they do on on bystanders and each other by the way they kill off of each other in these these wars. And this is to help them. So that's what DARPA is really up about, too. It's maximizing uh, the, the proper kill rates uh, and minimizing wasting bullets on the peasants. I mean, the peasants are 10 a dozen. Aren't they? We know that by now. And then you see this article, too. It says, prosthetic limbs controlled by thought during development. See, th- once again, this is... understand, from the last article I read, that's what they're really into. They want to chip the soldiers. And some of them are chipped, anyway. I have no doubt on that at all. They were trying chips out back in the seventies on, on on troops in Britain, selective troops in Britain. And and in the States as well. Prosthetic limbs controlled by thought and development is so DARPA again, consider how easily you go about daily tasks, grabbing things and so on, but imagine what would be hap- happen if you lost a limb, etc. The Defence Department Agency has been at work since 2009 developing prosthetic limbs that can actually be controlled by the wearer's brain. Well, actually that ties in with the previous articles if you go into Jane's and other ones to do with, with the cyborg. When they can have a, a hand attached to you that can crush the opponent's throat with a I reading, it will just go crunch, just like a tin can. It saves a lot of time killing people that way doesn't it? It saves all that leg kicking and ugh, all that stuff, you know, you see in the movies. Efficiency is what they're all about, you see. Because that's your future, folks. And I said years ago, the big, big masculine killing machine that you've got all over the planet will come back to home, to you. Still killing. And big boys know it too. But don't wear masks as you protest. Ten extraordinary Pentagon mind experiments as well. Good one. And, uh, it says, it goes through the author and so on. And it goes through the robo-roaches called uh, Wake Up Sleepy Dampers 24-7 Soldier Program from a de- decade ago. sought to identify and strengthen parts of a soldier's brain resistant to sleep deprivation. Another one's called Monkey C. Funded, they funded uh, Professor Miguel Nicholas of Duke University. Demonstrate that a monkey with implants can be taught to move a joystick just by thinking. There's a lot of them do that just by watching porn on the net. And they're monkeys too. Brain to brain, the same researcher who trained a monkey to move a joystick with his mind recently connected and passed signals between two living rats' brains. I mean, oh, why, but they should give those guys some kind of Nobel something, eh? And then it was Gogglebox, a cognitive technology threat warning system project aims to build brain goggles that tap the subconscious to detect threats before the wearer's conscious mind. Well, that's not hard to do these days, is it? First impressions, the future attribute screening technology uses sensors to detect tiny changes in heart rate, gaze, and pupil dilation to screen people at airports. These are all past things. These are the ones I've admitted to. Force field, military brain science is not all mind control. The DARPA, DARPA blast gauge uh, measures exposure to explosion and helps identify soldiers who may have hit, hidden injuries. And the brain boost. DARPA initiated a program to help intelligence analysis uh, identify interesting satellite images as filters are trained using brain patterns of skilled personnel. Story writers. A recent DARPA program seeks to use cutting edge neuroscience to develop narratives that would influence the thinking of a foreign audience. Now they've been doing that for years. And these call it psycholinguistics, now they call it neurolinguistics because you come to the conclusions by a pattern of words, call a sentence or a paragraph, and, and you come to the conclusion at the end of it because that's where you're fed in that sequence. It's all to do with the sequencing of it. works all the time on most folk, you see. And I'll put this article up to too. It says, scientists have connected the brains of lab rats, allowing one to communicate directly to another through an electronic link. Well, that's not for rats, folks. I mean, we don't have that kind of problem with rats. Rats are very intelligent. They've been surviving, apparently, for millions of years, according to Dawkins. And it has been 30 years since the first message was sent over initial nodes of the R-Panet, it was called, the Pentagon-sponsored precursor to the Internet. But this month, researchers announced something that could easily be equally historic, the passing of messages between two rat brains. I wonder how much that cost you all, eh? 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 And it goes through the whole story I'll put up tonight, too, for those who, who have the patience to track through it. Also, new technology allows a person to interact with computers and robotics using just the mind. And it says, by placing a small electrode on or inside the brain, scientists have developed a method whereby pa- patients are able to interact with computers or control robotic limbs simply by thinking about how to execute those actions. As from the University of California. And it says by placing the retros in them, they can actually make them move and so on. Directed, designed to improve daily life for those who suffer from paralysis or have lost their ability to speak from a stroke or neurodegenerative disease because we know that DARPA is really interested in helping people, right? University of Washington researchers, this all grant money from the big boys and, and, and governments for the big war industry. That's what universities are for. They've recently demonstrated that when humans are using the technology, the brain behaves much like uh, it does when competing, uh, completing simple motor tasks such as kicking a ball or waving. For this reasons, they, they, they hypothesize that learning to control a robotic arm or prosthetic limb could be, become second nature for those using it. In other words, it's back to cybernetics. And that's what it's really for. It's all for that, folks. They don't give a damn about losing their limbs. And... As I say, too, I'll also put in more more to do with the overview of past and future brain research projects. The EU budget has provided more than than €1.9 billion for brain research, again, part of this big project that BAM is also doing, since the start of the current EU framework programme for research, FP7, in 2007. This has funded more than 1,200 projects with more than 1,500 participants from the EU and beyond. Looking back on the European month of the brain in May, they give you a retrospective look at the range of brain-related research projects, the projects the EU is funding in the field of information and communications technologies. It's quite a good article, too. Now, remember that you are the target of all this. That's, that, understand, the elite already have their scientific tyranny, uh, as um, as we, we see that um, Huxley talked about. And Huxley said, too, at Berkeley in the 67, I think it was, but he said in his talk there, and I might put a link up tonight, too, again, too, uh, he actually went through that he didn't see why a scientific dictatorship, which the people would be oblivious of. all, all the, We're all trained to listen to experts. And you don't even ask why, how that happened or why you obey them or parrot what they say. It was all dreamed up a long time ago. And Aldous Huxley talked about it at Berkeley and he says, I don't see why a scientific dictatorship could not last forever because the public would be unable to, to understand what was going on beyond their ken of the past or any experience you could relate to to go against it they would think it was all quite normal they do already but it says here information technologies have long had an association with the human brain the old simple explanation of a computer was, was like a sort of electronic brain but computers have rapidly become so ubiquitous that nowadays the beginner's explanation of the brain is often that it's like a kind of biological computer Commenting in the year's announcement of the €150 million Euro launching on the funding for the brain-related ICT research projects, Neely Crowe's vice president of the European Commission responsible for the digital agenda for Europe said, despite great progress over recent decades, there's much more still to be discovered from computers that think like our brains do, like computers' networks that replicate brain structure to better cope with big data, to detecting and curing the brain disorders that affect up to one-third of Europeans each year, from Alzheimer's and autism to schizophrenia. And it's under, mind you, we're getting those with aluminum oxide, uh, of course, and that's in the spray, the geoengineering we've had since nine to eight solid. And you'll find that in every Alzheimer's, uh, brain, by the way. And they have known that since the seventies. Understanding the human brain is therefore one of the greatest challenges facing 21st century science. Now, why, why is that really? Understand control factor, folks. It's all about total control over the masses. Complete control over the masses. Uh, You understand, tyrannies have to have everyone being predictable. Anyone who's not predictable could be a threat. Anyone could be a threat. And that's how the elite, they say the elite decided a long time ago, the world wasn't going to carry all of you forever. It was not going to do it. And therefore they went into all these talks Just like sci-fi movies much, much later on oh, Okay, we have to save ourselves Now who should we save? H.G. Wells had a list of the peoples that would be saved Because he worked for these big foundations back in his day He was a propagandist for them And just like they've had Oh, oh it's like something coming your way to destroy the world What do you do? Well, you pick the best brains And so the folks are really necessary All the experts And they should breed, so you bring their wives along too, because hopefully they've mated properly too, you see, in their peer group. And then it goes down down the ladder, down to the bottom of all of you, and if there's no room for you, you get a lotto. I actually had that one in the movie Deep Impact. Well, they they had these these discussions back a hundred odd years ago. The richest folk on the planet had them in big meetings. And they they came up, what, what kind of future are we going to create to manage the public who might get ticked off with what we're doing? what we plan well you're in it folks you can't get slapped around enough you watch the same bankers plundered you at least two three times a century and many little ones in between you've watched your government set up to to rob your bank accounts on behalf of the bankers they're not going to change the banker system so they might jail them either because you see they're at the top of the tree i'm not talking about banks that you go and visit for your your pennies. I'm talking about the, the guys who are international money lenders, the guys who work for the World Bank, the guys who tell the World Bank what to do. Because the whole money system is a giant scam you start with, but those who control it are at the top of the tree. Everybody else is down below in descending order. And they decided a long time ago, and still do it today, how to manage all of you is to take you down. How can they say from the Department of Defence... And that 90-page report that came out, the big think tank brought out for them on the future. And it says that we're going to put all the people into the big cities, and diseases will break out. And by the year 2004, 2050, a good mass of them will all be dead. How could they come up with it? That's quite that's quite the, the, the crystal ball, isn't it? And then you have Agenda 21. You have the massive geoengineering that's been going on. that's flooding some countries like Canada. Speaking of, by the way, just just coincidence, of course, because all falls together, and we have all these coincidences. We have just before the Alberta got flooded out, and I, I got monsoons here in Ontario. I had no no spring at all, and this this last couple of days is the first couple of sun I've seen since oh, some day one of the days in winter I think when it didn't snow. This is all geoengineered. I I watch them. I've been watching them for years, spraying above me. Get up out early in the morning and look up once in a while. Watch the stuff coming down. Watch the weather patterns immediately change. But just to come out, as I say, in time for all the flooding in Canada, comes comes this report from a university in Canada was given a task from the University of Waterloo. And it says here that it's called um, Climate Change Adaptation Project that fits right in with Agenda 21 and sustainability in the millennial projects from the United Nations. Millennium projects, is called. Adaptation projects. So we've all to adapt as they flood us, and make us think that we are the problem. And folk will believe it. Most of them already probably do. They watch regular television and nothing else. What else could it be? <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? And they'll get folk off the land this way. They'll flood them out. Never mind the amount of deer fly, uh, you've you got horse fly, you've got mosquitoes like you've never seen them before with all this wetness. Remember the Malthusian project in his book? Where would you put the people? Put them in unhealthy places to live. Well, today, you see, with science, we can make them in healthy places to live. Insufferable, in fact. And you dry them out. No point in staying on the land either. If you can't grow anything, it's being flooded out. You, 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 you've got snow in, 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 to the end of May, you're putting fires on in June, and it's all your fault with breathing CO2, and you've got to pay massive taxes for it to these same big, oh, what would you call them, what would you call them, the Wizards of Oz, eh, behind the curtain, that present one reality which you accept as they pull the little levers and laugh and laugh and laugh at you. Huh <laughs> quite like something so I'll put this link up tonight too Climate Change for Canadians Adaptation Project it just came out just in time for the flooding of Alberta and other country, other parts of Canada too I can remember when they did it back in 2005 and they uh, they flooded out the the, the grain grown areas and the food growing areas did the same mistakes at the same time as well just precision targeting easy to do this is old stuff, weather warfare old stuff old, old, old stuff so I'll put this up tonight, too, on the Brain Projects and everything else. And that PDF on, the, again, how we've all got to adapt and, and pay through the nose for existing to, to the same people who are killing us and laughing at us. Also, is the government spying on you through your own computer's webcam or microphone? Well, that's old stuff, but I'll put it up. And anyone who doesn't know that, even even folk who don't uh, search out the, the, the news, I mean, all this stuff comes from the regular news. They've been telling us for years, yeah, yeah, we can switch on your your, your webcam or microphone we've been doing it since the nineties, you know. But I'll put up tonight too. And also put up to it's uh, a good article, the legally criminal haven of offshores. That's the offshore tax havens we're talking about. It's from English Pravda. But they call it legally criminal. Now define criminal. If it's legal, you see it's legal. Uh, you would say a moral. But those who you would claim are immoral, but, but talk amongst themselves, instead of they're high up there at the top of the tree, uh, they're survivors. They're called realists, you see. And the the, the schmucks down below are just that, nothing else. Because they all live in fear and have no power, you see. The ones at the, near the top, they've got some power. So they make it legal. But a lot is being said about the collapse of international offshore business. This is real grounds for such discussions, but many people don't have an idea what offshore is. I generally believe that there's a secret organization somewhere that secretly rules the world. However, what is the point of such an organization to exist if it's not people, but money that rules the world? According to the world, is ruled from the place where there's lots of money. The sources of financial well-being are very hard to count, and no organization can collect them into one. Is there such a place in the world, etc., etc.? And they go into some of the, the histories, going back into the 19th century of tax havens, and somehow countries set up these tax havens, etc., etc., etc. Also, site two I mentioned the the good video, not not the porno one, by the way. Partners one called that, and it's to do with um, star suckers. Make sure you get the right one. is it's, it's the one to do with going into how you're manipulated through perception management, and but also the second half don't forget to watch it it goes through the big boys that give you, you know from from the music industry and how they're into charity and to help you and they're making billions of dollars and none of it gets to where it's supposed to go but it's a big fanfare and all the stars that you just love you be taught to love them are up there uh getting all the cash rolling in and and of course i've mentioned bono for instance many times as he's a front man for the big boys at the top of the banks See, the scam is that your countries are, will sign on to give money to another country. We're going to give these poor folk money. But, the, we, but our country's broke, so we'll borrow it from the World Bank. And we'll put, the say, the Canadians or the Americans down as, as the guarantors to pay it off if this third country defaults, the third country defaults. And they do it every time. once they default, there's no problem, because your country then have got you down already for the guarantors. And then you immediately are told, oh, we'll give them another loan, which you do. This has been good in my whole life. And there's all these front guys, guys like Bono, you know. And, and here he is in the paper. Bono insists moving the U2, you know, his, the group that he was in, that was made up for them of course, the Dollar, for lower taxes was just business. So he moved offshore for his taxes. So he got a, a lower taxing. And it says, he wonders why the band can't be, be seen to be tough as he talks to Gabe Burnett. It says, and it says that the singer opened his heart, he opened his heart to Gayburn, last, last uh, night in the Meaning of Life show, and insisted being good businessmen doesn't make you two bad people. You see? He says, the shock horror moment here is you two behaving like a business. Oh, dear. We live in a small rock in the North Atlantic, and we should be underwater were it not for very clever people working in government and in the revenue system who made tax competitiveness a central part of Irish economic life. It says that without the F word anywhere. It's amazing. Maybe they censored it out. I didn't know he could speak like this. I'm really impressed. It says it's the reason why we have companies like Google, Facebook, and indeed I help bring those companies to Ireland. Oh, there's a little disclosure, eh? So it's more than churlish for Irish people to say, well, we don't want an Irish company involved in that stuff, and we do want everyone else. So in other words, he's allowed to go offshore and get less tax for him. And then an article two, Bono's one foundation, big foundation, he gets all the cash, under, is under fire for giving, you know how much they give to the charity? One percent. Oh, the guy's a, he's a hero. He's a hero to the children. And then, again, I said, I helped bring Facebook and Google here, so why can't I be tough in business? That's the front men they give you, folks. Big banking boys front men. And you fall for it. Well, from Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, a god of your gods. Go with you.